After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Crazy day. So the Kings played at one today. Then we went to my grandma's funeral service today, which of course is super emotional, right? Like heavy. I, I put together this little montage of photos with music underneath uh, yesterday. I cried about 25 times putting it together, you know, so I've seen a little bit. So I thought going in today, like I'll probably be fine, man. When I had my cousin go up and talk and my uncle hearing them talk and then seeing that video montage again, woo, I was all kinds of an emotion. I was an emotional wreck. There you go. Yes. So anyway, they go through a list. Get this. They're going through a list of speakers. And I'm like, um, maybe oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably go second. I'll, oh, maybe I bet clean up for this one. Go fourth. Okay. Yeah. We get to the end. Oh, wait. But did it say who comes at the end? It was like, it was this awesome. Oh, yeah. My woman. grandma had a roommate at one, uh, one point in uh her adult life, she had this woman, this younger woman who had needed a place to stay from her church, and she lived there. She put on this beautiful space. I'm like, beautiful. okay, I guess I got to follow that. Pastor comes back up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Me and my cousin are like, I'm sorry. The main eventer is here. Deuce Mason has something to say. There's a oh. mic. He actually kind of <laughs> said this. Not loud enough for anyone to hear, but his cousin. No, but I also heard so it. What's so awkward about it is I had to be the guy to go... He was like, oh, no, no, no. He, this is the greatest thing that happened. And I even, you guys, I probably shouldn't have, but I did because I'm like, these are one of these moments. His, you, you have a family that's yeah, like yeah. comedic, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of comedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're too, almost to my level, but yeah, yeah you get okay. it. It's in the blood. Well, so your cousin, Nikki, who's hilarious, I get video of her trying to, while the priest is like, saying a prayer or something yeah, uh, i don't know you know austin 316 yes. says i just whooped your ass that's what he was saying something like that and she's literally <laughs> trying to stop him mid-set like, like wait but we yeah, well, we have one we have one more and so finally i just went up. Goes up right when i got i just went up hey, get out of my way all right this is my stage and i cut a promo i uh, know and then you i spoke did. and i'm gonna just say the message i said real fast on that i'm not gonna do the entire speech but just because i felt good i remember i'll never forget last night chat we did uh, I, I mean the night chat that we did the 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 night i was at the hospital saying goodbyes and how emotional i was man it was just thinking about what i was going to talk about today i'm like she was just such a fun grandma just such a fun grandma and today can i just be completely honest yeah going into it a lot of anxiety, feeling all kinds of feels, worried about seeing certain people I don't want to see, all that stuff. Yep. And after today, I just feel amazing. It feels like Aww, I've gotten some closure. Good. You know, of course, I had all the tears I needed to have. I said what I needed to say, and it was just about how fun she was. Like good. The fact that she brought so much normalcy to my life, and I had so many good times, and her belief in me, and that was kind of my message. It was like... Yes, she was so fun. It was so exciting to go to her house every single weekend throughout my childhood and experience so many great things, especially considering my childhood was so chaotic. But the biggest thing she did was belief. And she wasn't just me. It was all of her grandchildren and friends and colleagues and all that stuff. And 
it just felt good to hear others speak so highly. Even yeah. people I've never met people before talking about my grandma and how amazing she was. She let us in. Yeah. She let us in. She and you know what, Deuce? You know, I know you said you were gonna paraphrase everything, but you did miss the best part. Deuce had an entire story that he told in the church at her funeral about her farting in a Hollywood video. Well, now I have to tell the story because it's just I didn't just go, oh, so my grandma farted one time. So Hey, got the crowd to pop. And yes, we're going to talk some Kings in a second, but we're going to close the book on grandma time here. All right. So, Uh, you know, on the weekends I'd go, she'd pick me up after work, me and my sister sometimes every Friday. And we'd go to stay the night at her house for the weekend. It was great. So much fun. One of the things we used to do with my grandparents is we go to a Hollywood video and some people are like, what the hell does that mean? Well, back in the day, you used to have to rent movies. Like you'd go somewhere, rent a VHS, a DVD, whatever. That night, we did not get a movie because that night, shockwaves permeated through that building. The Richter scale started moving because my grandma let loose one of the loudest farts I have ever heard in public. And I've never seen my grandma run, but that day, and she ran out, we were crazy crying laughing in the car all the way home it was a great moment and, and that's, that was one of the stories and i'm so glad that you told that story after there was uh seven <laughs> stories of people bawling saying how she changed their lives and all this very very sweet stuff deuce comes out and goes here's a grandma farting story boom yes got the crowd going again they brought it all home right yeah. you, you, that, that, my whole thing was okay how Very can I go brand. into this today with a little fun, a little lightheartedness, some seriousness, some fun, and put a bow on it? Love you, peace. Yeah. Anyway, it was um, it was a great day. It was. It, I, I am so glad it's over. It's been a long month, and I'm not saying like, oh, all of a sudden, hey, Grandma, you're dead now. It's official. It's over. Like, obviously, she's gonna live with me forever, but just dealing with all this stuff over the last month and the emotions and learning things about family that I didn't know. And just a lot of stuff that I'm going to need to go to therapy for, of course, but like it's, this feels like such a significant step moving forward. And it's, it's great because you know, you do like to one up me. And ever since I told you that one of my grandmas (laughs) had a stroke this week and the other grandma just got diagnosed with lung cancer, you reminded me that your grandma's dead. So you win. So her funerals first. Totally get it. They can back off. Yeah, No, no. I'll let them know to just like, (laughs) calm down Uh, over there. Um, so then we had that hang out for a little bit, catch up with some people. Then we zoom on down to Stockton. Because there's a Stockton Kings game at 7 o'clock. We get to Stockton. And for the second night in a row, technical issues galore. I'm talking headset issues, microphone issues, can't hear ourselves. It's crackling, overmodulated, just crazy tech issues. You're going, oh my God, what? Yeah, just trust me. It was impossible to call a game. So we went, we're not calling the game tonight. We're not. They can stream it. We can't call the game because our headsets don't work properly. We're not going to try. We're not going to sit here and wait. So we basically went to Stockton for an hour, drove back, and now we're here to start night chat a little early. So that's why we are there here earlier than anticipated. And one thing I want to say too, because I'm so glad that we are doing night chat right now, because Deuce and I, we get a high off of calling games. We, We put so much work, time, love, effort, passion 
into our calls. We don't give a damn if one person is watching or thousands of people are watching. We don't care. We love calling games. So I was so excited after such a heavy day to be like, all right, let's dominate this game. We're going to have such a good call. And then we didn't get to have it. But that's why I'm so glad we're here with Night Chat and a little glass of wine. Cheers. Shout out to everyone watching us live. Shout out to Clint who says, must have been fun driving in that weather. Yeah, driving back and forth in nasty weather too is pretty bad. But hey, we're here and it's safe. You know, so, uh, I, huge love to the people here, by the way. We're yeah. coming on this random ass time hours and hours after the Kings closed the deal on the Clippers tonight. Let's give some love to everyone watching us live, Morgan. Hit my music. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Juice and Mo, the podcast that you know. Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this late on a Saturday night. The theme is lit yet again in Sacktown. The Kings go on the road and handle the shorthanded Clippers at Crypto.com Arena. They beat them 123 to 96 yes holding an opponent under 100 points mm. getting the job done the sacramento kings are 12 and 9 they have won 12 of their last 17 games and oh it is fun right now there was light the beam chance happening in sacramento the other night then you go down the southern california and what do you hear in the background what do you hear you hear light the beam chance the NBA universe is feeling the Sacramento Kings right now because they're one of the most entertaining Ooh. teams in the league. And Morgan, they just keep winning. Oh. 12 and 9. How does that sound to you? Sexy as hell. Come on now. That's what good basketball teams sound like. Well, you know what I mean when I say that. It's. I know some people still are like, hey, if their record was better, sound, things would even sound better. No, no, no. Sacramento Kings being 12 and 9 mm. sounds good, but then how they're playing and watching how they're 12 and 9 even looks a little bit better after today. Here's what I love about tonight or today, earlier today. What? You hear yesterday, all of a sudden, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are questionable. You're thinking, all right, well, they're probably going to play against the Kings. How's yeah. that going to go? Yeah. They end up not playing. Paul George is out. Kawhi Leonard's out. Luke Kennard's out. And Norman Powell's out, who's starting to string together some good games. Four key pieces. But, you know, it's the Clippers. They've got a winning record. They play hard. Ty Lue coaches those guys up. Yep. I mean, they won 40-plus games with all the injuries they had last year. So you're wondering, okay, how are the Kings going to handle this? And I think because of years past, because of what we've seen from Sacramento, when you see any sign of hope, that usually there's a tremendous amount of letdown after. And for the Kings coming off the high of beating the Pacers, how are they going to handle this early 1 o'clock game in L.A. against a shorthanded team? They did what a good team's supposed to do, and that's just go there and go, no, we are better than them, and we're going to show it, and we're going to come out of the gate strong. They absolutely destroyed the Clippers from the start of this game, Morgan. Yeah, and they did it while playing such great basketball. Mm. It wasn't – I know some people were wondering, man, was everyone just hurt on the Clippers? It didn't matter. It was how – the Sacramento Kings were playing and how well 
that they were just executing things on the offensive end, but then on the defensive end. That's where it is, Morgan. My God, you guys. My God, those active hands, the verticality. There is just some fun defense going on. The communication, moving on a string. It's all the buzzwords we hear Mm. when teams talk about how they want to have a good defense. Now, all of a sudden, the Kings are playing legitimately good defense. It's not fluky. Like, they are... And it's... it keeps getting better. And that's where I, I, I'm looking at. You know, you, you try to take chunks of a season. You go, all right, are you seeing signs of improvement? Are you seeing any step backs? You may see step backs during a game. But overall, they're showing growth. The Kings were a mess defensively to start the year. To see how much they have grown game by game. And what you're seeing is a team that's starting to trust each other. A team that is absolutely bought in. It doesn't matter if it's. Sabonis. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's KZ who goes all those games without playing. Now he's in the rotation again. They are coming to play. Chemeze Metu, who was out of the rotation for Let's a bit. Let's talk about he's it. He's back. Like, it is so incredible to see how this team is coming together, and they are playing some really good basketball. It's not fluky when you win 12 of 17 games. It's not fluky winning the way they are. They are playing some good basketball right now. And that's it. And going back to exactly what you're saying about Chemezi Metu, because that's, that's where we're leading to. Oh, I'm okay. leading right there with his defense because we're, we're leading mm. with defense. So I'm down to talk about some of these individuals and what they did defensively and what stood out defensively. And starting with Chemezi Metu, he's someone who has frustrated me time after time on the defensive end with just some of his breakdowns, just sometimes his, his understanding of where his body needs to be on the floor and then losing a guy angling too much, you know, you got to play them straight up, right? It's you're playing the best league in the world. He, the last two games, has shown so many improvements with his fundamental defense. And I don't know if it's watching film or Mike Brown and the coaching staff going play by play each defensive possession for him. Like, this is where you need to be, so get there. This is how you need to guard that guy, so get there. But whatever he's doing, the effort that's being put in, the way that he's learning how to play defense at just a higher level, it is showing it is tremendous, especially because he is gifted with his athletic ability, with the way that he can play above the rim. So I just love seeing a player like him starting to get it on the defensive end. And I think with him making fewer mistakes and rebounding the basketball at a much better level, just kind of playing his game, that's a great sign. I mean, if we're going to go unsung heroes too, kind of guys, because, you know, the obvious stuff we'll get to. Yeah. You know, Davion Mitchell defensively has been outrageous yeah. and then Casey coming in and making guys work and I, I I can't say it enough about players staying ready it is frustrating all these guys want to play if you have any level of competitive juices you believe you should be starting playing 30 minutes a night so it is easy when you're not playing to sulk a little bit maybe get ticked off maybe not be as engaged yeah but or just I, even physically not be fully yeah. like ready to go. And these guys are. Uh-huh. And that's a credit to the players and the coaching staff. I know we said this so many times recently, but this is why I always talk about, especially with this group, you may not be in the rotation now, but this is an 82-game season. Injuries could happen. Weird changes could happen. You've got to make adjustments. You have to be ready. And Mike Brown has proven... Hey, if you stay ready and you come in and you play well, 
you will earn minutes and you're going to keep playing. And KZ's starting to play ever since that Boston that game now. And I love to see that too because we said as soon as we started seeing him not start, we understood why, right? But then when you saw him get those DNPs, right? And game after game going, wait, this guy was a starter. What What yeah. is he doing so wrong? We know what he lacks on the offensive end, but he can still make up with his um, cutting ability, right? And, and moving without the ball. So it, it was a little confusing. And now that he's getting, finding times to get back into the rotation and Mike Brown is trusting him, I love to see it because I think what he adds defensively, especially in those spurts, is just exactly what we've talked about, what we wanted the Sacramento Kings team to have on their roster coming off their bench. And I thought tonight defensively, we, we just talked about some key guys coming up off the bench. But today started because the starters were moving on the string. Mm. Today started because if the Kings were throwing a double team at Zubots in the post, guys were ready to rotate and make the extra effort to make sure they were contesting a shot. It was Keegan Murray who I thought, Ooh. we'll get to the scoring in a second. Uh -huh. I'm talking about his activity. I'm talking about the deflections, the steals. I don't even look at the final numbers. I'm telling you what Straight I saw up. to start the game. The guy was incredibly engaged defensively, and I hope this game can kind of trigger some things for him, build some confidence within his game to kind of keep things going to be the player we saw at the start of this season. But as a group... They were really engaged defensively. And yeah, the Clippers missed some games. I could not believe some of the shots the Clippers missed early. Oh at my the God, rim. in I'm and like, out, in and out at the rim. I mean, the Kings were also rolling. not allowing anything real easy. And that's the thing. They, they're playing physical. They're playing with an edge. They're rotating and communicating well. It's great to see. And the numbers back it up. You know, you look at this stretch of games. Now all of a sudden Sacramento on the season is 22nd in defensive rating. And I know that doesn't sound great to anyone. Okay. But for Kings fans who have seen them near the bottom of the right. NBA every single year, we said before the season, can they be in that 20th? Can you get the 20th? Because you, you could be in a good spot if you're 20th. This yeah. offense is going to be good. They're 22nd right now, but hey, take a step back. You like a little bit of a different sample? How about the last 15 games? What is that? 17th. Ooh, you got that this time? It's right? Yeah. It's right? They're 17th in defense rating the last 15 games. You look at the last 10 games, 6th in the NBA. If you want to go a little deeper, last 5, 4th. They're 4th. You're just getting cute with that so, now. But, you know, the last 5 thing, again, it, it's, that's sample size. We get all that. But look at that just last 15 chunk. Sure. That's 15 games. That's not a chunk you just ignore. They're 17th. The point is you're seeing the growth. Each chunk, you're seeing some improvement. And it's not just the numbers. It's the effort you're seeing out well, there. Well, that's it. It's the discipline. It's stuff that you talked about today on NBC Sports well, on the video they put on the website today. I know you're doing some more stuff yeah. on NBCSportsCalifornia.com. Yeah. Thank you. So what Sabonis has been doing defensively with his communication and rotating, the Kings, if they can just be a remotely competitive defensive team, they are going to be a playoff team. It's you, happening if they can play, play good defense, you're, you're, solid defense. You're looking at that data alone, and you're seeing the improvements. But you're exactly right. When you're looking at this team playing defense and the effort that is there with the entire team defense and how well they are playing together. But then, Deuce, we keep talking about this. The growth and the development 
of individual players as defenders and what they've changed in that side of their game, it's noticeable. We already talked about Chemezi Metu, but going back to Keegan Murray, and we knew what he was capable those first couple of games. We're like, okay, he can even switch on a guard. He can, you know, he's a long guy. He can protect the rim a little bit, um, really contest shots. But you're seeing that aggressive nature, that intensity kick in a little bit more with Keegan right now. And I love to see it because I think game by game, he can just keep on becoming a better and better defender. I maintain that we have seen him the last few games look a lot better when it comes to just his confidence yeah. level, his, his aggressiveness, what he's trying to do defensively. He was still missing shots. Tonight, Keegan Murray finally knocked down some shots. Hell and yeah. I got to give a lot of credit to Mike Brown because that game was a blowout, right? He ended up having to put the starters back in for a, a minute or so, you know, whatever, a little stretch in the fourth. But he had Keegan play like 10 and a half minutes in that quarter, and he was able to knock down some shots. Where last game, he kept him in against Indiana, and he was missing everything. Yeah. And you're like, man, that was an opportunity there for him to get going. Tonight, he stayed in there and started knocking down shots. He had 14 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter. He finishes with 23 points. He had seven rebounds on eight of 15 shooting. He was three of eight from three-point land, four or five from the line, which is good to see him get to the line. He also had seven rebounds and two steals. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool seeing that because I think we already knew what he was capable of. And I think so many people get worried when there are slumps in some of these players' games, especially when they're young and especially when you're in Sacramento and you've seen it so many times where it's like, ooh, was that just a fluke in the beginning of this season? No, it's not a fluke. He's a good player, high IQ player. You saw even on that uh, one possession in this game I just really quick want to go over was when he was on the defensive end, had the deflection, got his hands in the passing lane, patted it down, Sabonis got it, boom, they push it back out to the outlet. Keegan Murray's running all the way down the floor for the jam. You know, loved it. Loved yeah. It. And I get the concern too, because it was more than just like three game stretch. Like this was a pretty significant stretch of him missing shots. Absolutely. Anyway, he was on uh, NBC Sports California after the game with Kyle Draper and Kenny Thomas. Man, you got a career high tonight. Congratulations on that. How has it been with your transition in going through that little slump and then coming out and having the game you had today? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you have ups and downs in basketball. So just stay the course and keep doing what I do best. I know I'm a really good player. So um, I would say I had a struggle, but uh, my teammates have my back and uh, they have full confidence in me. So I'm grateful for them. Keegan, when the ball's not falling, what do you do? Do you get more shots up in the gym? You lean on the assistant coaches? Take me through the process over the last week or so. Yeah, just keep working. Um, get in the gym early, get shots up. Stay late, get shots up, and that's just kind of been my formula. So um, I know I'm a, I'm a great shooter, a great player. So it's just just sticking to that routine, and um, I'll, I'll find success. Man, you got. That's good to hear from Keegan Murray. Hell yeah! I and, mean, from a younger guy too. And it's one thing to say I'm staying confident. It's unbelievable one, and he backed it up with a nice performance tonight. Yeah, it's good to see him to get that shot to drop, and hopefully, he can be more consistent with it because. He can really help this team. I mean, to start the year when he was playing that well, he was one of the better players. Well, think about even a night like this when you, again, see De'Aaron Fox and his stat line. You go, 
Okay, and we'll talk about that in a second. What what's going on with him, right? It, is it a health thing? Step slow, whatever it is. So when that does happen, in the past, the Sacramento Kings, you'd have to rely on that individual being your identity of the team. Mm. So when that happens, when that blows, everything blows. With this, Mike Brown philosophy, identity, foundation, a guy like De'Aaron Fox could not even have his best game, and you can still find ways to really give it, put it to an okay team in the NBA. And I'm just saying okay right now because obviously they are missing so many players and things aren't looking that amazing right now for the Clippers. But the fact that they're capable of still playing their style of basketball that they wanted to play, that next man up mentality, and your rookie who has been in a little bit of a slump can have that kind of step up game as well. I love to see it. It really, it really, you got to give a lot of credit to Mike Brown and what he's brought to Sacramento as just a basketball philosophy and identity. Like, I I think we say that a lot, but truly that is what we're witnessing. De'Aaron Fox tonight, Morgan was just talking about him, 14 points. He had six rebounds, four assists, a block shot. He was five of 12, one of four from three, three of five from the free throw line. So Fox with 14, he averages 24 a game. This has been a stretch now where, although I'm not going to say he's played poorly, but, and I don't think he's hurting the team by any means, but you definitely don't see the same type of Fox. He's not, to me, he's just not moving the same. And he was asked about it at practice the other day by Sean Cunningham. He was very, he really didn't go into much detail. I'm banged up and he had a bug. So there is a nasty cold going around. There is. flu. It's one of the worst flu seasons we've had in like five years. I mean, people are getting really sick right now. And he also just looks maybe banged up. He looks a step slow. I'm not concerned yet, but I'm monitoring the situation. It's been four games now, five games, where he hasn't totally looked like himself. And to for this team to have the success they want to have, they're going to obviously need him to play at a high level. Now, can they get through patches? That's with him struggling it. yes and that's the great thing about it that's and maybe it. this is it it's like all right this is fox's rough patch he's fine through some stuff he's realizing that all right maybe i can back off a little bit maintain my body and we can still kind of win games i can get right i have people around me who can lift me yeah i'm not i'm not concerned yet but i also do i think this is something that we have seen with De'Aaron over some of these seasons when he does get after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Binged up that a lot of his game can go downhill because what he relies on is so much of his physical ability, right? His athleticism, his first step, his quickness. And I think he's starting to build a better skill set with his mm. jump shooting and his outside shooting. Even his defense has been really good even the last couple of games defense, watching him. Yeah. Exactly. Everything, every in every category, different things have 
made an impact in the game and have gotten better this season, have taken a leap. But it is getting a little bit more concerning when we're not seeing those other things come into play and he looks slow. So he's going to have to either find a way to fight through it or hopefully it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you need to take a day off, chill, rest, become 100% and get back in there. I mean, he did have a bone bruise on his knee that he missed a game for and Mm. maybe that stuff just lingers. I, I don't know. Um, he's not on the injury report, which is the good news. He's fighting through it. The Kings are finding ways to win. And I have not watched going, oh, he is killing the Kings right now. I think they have enough other weapons right now that they're able to get by. Long term, yeah, of course you need Fox to play better for the Kings to have success. Um, I appreciate him getting that tech early on, getting frustrated. We'll talk about the officials Ooh. in a second. Before we get to the officials, can we get some love to everyone watching us live? I was driving... Back from Stockton with Morgan. I said, Morgan, just, you know, we're going on like, you know, like hours after the, uh, the game. Like, there's probably going to be four people watching us. And it's okay. It's where we got a quick like, turnaround tomorrow. Yeah. Kings and Bulls at three o'clock. There's like almost 500 people watching us. You guys us are live. the best. You just, just give it up to the beam, our beam team. Aww. Shout out to everyone. Make sure to uh, hit the thumbs up button. The biggest thing you could do is hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. The chase is on for 10,000 subs. We're closing in on 9,000. Whoa! Every time it surprises <laughs> me. That's so cool. You guys are so cool! Yeah, so appreciate you guys being here, hanging out with us, and talking about the Sacramento Kings. Let's give some love to the man of the hour. Who's that? Demonis Sabonis, who, after a oh little my. bit of a slow start to the season, this guy has been unbelievable. Today, he feasted. A tough matchup t- taken on Zubats, who is, to me, an underrated center in this league. Sabonis had 24 points. He had six assists. He had five rebounds on 10 of 11 shooting. He had both of his threes. He was two of three from the line. Oh, and Morgan, he had two blocks as well. Uh, 15 of those 24 points came in the opening quarter. Morgan... Sabonis came out aggressive in this one. He looked incredible. 15 points and five assists in that Mm. opening quarter. You know, so not only was he showing, all right, I can finish. I can dominate the paint. But you saw the way that Kevin Herter and other guys were just moving without the ball. And he was finding ways to split the defense with that little bounce pass. It was beautiful. Talk about a guy that just sees the game so differently at his own speed, at his own pace, where he can really reward his teammate, the open man, with the ball and a much better bucket. He creates so much offensively, but to still also score those 15 points as well, just a fantastic start. He set the tone. And he had five fouls in this game because of three horseshit balls. Morgan... I'm not trying to make it so much about the officials, but man, I've said this multiple times this year. This is not just a Kings-related point I'm making here. This is a league-wide problem. NBA officiating has been awful this year. And the, <sighs> it's amazing how many times Mike Brown has had to use this challenge because Sabonis gets called for a garbage call. And today, when he got called for that, and they reviewed it, and the challenge... That was not over uh, that the call was not overturned was unbelievable yep. by Bill Kennedy and his crew today. I thought they were calling it way too tight. They were impacting the game with some of their calls and 
good for on the Kings to get off to such a nice start because if they had not, Sabonis would have been on the bench during some critical points of a game. And just to go into detail on that one call, because on the one that was challenged, and it was the one where Sabonis and Reggie Jackson were both going after the basketball off a long rebound, tipped up, whatever. Sabonis made physical contact because that's what you, you, that happens in basketball. It's a physical sport. And um, they called it a foul when it wasn't. So they're like, okay, we're going to challenge because that's what Mike Brown does early on in lots of games to save Sabonis. The fact that Bill Kennedy and that crew still could decide that that was a foul in this day and age of basketball, it was just pure ego that got in the way. And I, how many times have I said it? I I have supported officials for so long because I, I get how hard it is to do this job, but it it has truly gotten worse where you had you get to like make up call go to the screen check on it and be like you know what my bad we were wrong instead no you just choose your ego over making the right call weird yeah very weird and i i don't understand how you can look at it and not think it's ba a bad call right I, I don't know what they are looking at in those situations and it's just it's really disappointing to see Sabonis so in his last five games Averaging 17 points, 66% shooting, 44% from three, 81% from the free throw line to go along with 9.6 rebounds, 7.2 assists during that stretch, Morgan. Oh God. He's playing at a great uh, level. And like I know we spent some time talking about his defense after last game against Indiana. His defense is flying under the radar. I think the guy gets a bad rap defensively. And does. the more I see it in this system... You can talk about maybe some things that happened when he was with the Pacers or maybe some of the mistakes that will happen at times with him, depending on the matchup. But as this season goes on, he has been good defensively. He Absolutely. is making some good decisions. The Kings defense, I've I, I just been really impressed with. It's grown a lot. And it's not like, oh, this is good for the Kings. Like, no. It's like, no, they're actually playing some pretty solid defense right now over the last 10 games. It's It, it looks good. It's it, not like a good for the Kings. It's It looks good. And you're so right about him and the impact that he is making for this team defensively. I think sometimes, and I said this in the video that I made for NBC Sports California.com, and that was just about Sabonis being that anchor in the middle and so many people wanting their bigs to be that shot blocker, to be that rim protector. And that's not his identity on the defensive end. What his identity is, is contesting shots, his presence being felt. And then at the end, usually can finish off a defensive play with a defensive rebound. He was averaging before tonight 8.8 .8 defensive boards a night and overall 11 rebounds a night. So he's doing a great job on the glass. I know early on, though, um, Zubot's got his, but not only him, uh, other guys with the Clippers too, were getting some O boards. Kings weren't doing a great job of, of boxing out and not allowing them to get those second chance opportunities, but they did so many other things. Great. That that wasn't going to kill them. Yeah. The rebounding today, the Clippers end up having a four rebound advantage. Offensive rebounds were 17 to 8. The Kings have actually done a pretty good job limiting teams to offensive rebounds and on second chance points near the top of the league and doing so in both categories. But today it was more of an issue. Zubots is always a problem. I think the one that you didn't like is seeing someone like Terrence Mann get in there for three. 
yeah. offensive rebounds, right? Like this is a guard. He comes flying in there. A lot of those happened in the first half. Yeah. Hustle plays. I mean, he would hustle after um, so many of those and they were just landing in the right spot. He was timing them out. Man. What? It's just, it's refreshing to see. And you know, one other thing I wanted to note today, because I think we've hit on mostly everything except the guys that you kind of mentioned at the top, the kind of the unsung hero guys, the Metu, uh, who else did you mention? We mentioned Davion, we mentioned KZ. What I thought was significant was the group that came out in the second quarter. And it was Mitchell, Monk, Davis, KZ, and Metu. This was pretty significant, too, because Mitchell had picked up two quick fouls in the first quarter. Brown let him keep going in that game. Of course, Sabonis had some issues, too, right? But that group of Mitchell, Monk, Davis, Casey, and Metsu not only came in the, the game to make plays, Davis came in right away with the steal and the jam. Metsu had an and one. They extended the lead. That was it. That group had a, an 11-0 run. Yeah. And seeing that does so much for a bench unit's confidence. And I always get worried. And maybe this is just a rare night where hey, you're taking a Clippers team that's shorthanded. I get worried when Fox and Sabonis are off the floor. I think you have to have one of those guys on at We've all time. We've said that before, yeah. But seeing those guys come in and make the most of that opportunity that you could play them the first four minutes of the quarter and extend the lead. That's, that's significant in my estimation. That's it. They were, they weren't in there just holding down the fort, making sure that they were just keeping the lead, extending the lead and actually making even more of an impact. Malik Monk with two pretty early threes that were just getting the energy going, really deflating the Clippers early on, like you said, Terrence Davis to start that second quarter right away with that steal in the jam. It just those moments right there just takes you to a different level with your energy and your tone. And it just helps really take down the other team. And um, like I said, deflated them. Looking at some of the numbers, the Kings shot just under 52% in the game. They are 11 of 32 from three. They missed 10 free throws tonight. What's up with them and it missing 10 free throws against the Clippers? Yeah. That's the second time that's happened this yeah. year. Barnes was one of five from the line no. tonight. Uh, the Kings put up 123 points. They had 31 assists. Another 30-plus assist game. 31 assists on 46 makes. They had 12 of those in the first quarter <laughs> again. So... And then uh, you look at the Clippers. They shot just 35%. They were 27% from three. Uh, they end up scoring 96 points, 18 turnovers for 23 points. The other thing I want to mention, the Kings have had some turnover issues in recent games. Sacramento finished the game with nine turnovers. Hell yeah. Wow. Also individuals, uh, all five starters scored in double figures. Off the bench, Malik Monk gave you 13 points. And then uh, Chemezi Metu, 10 points, 8 rebounds. He made all of his shots 3 of 3. He also four, was 4 or 5 from the line. And I like it. There's a couple of times he had a smaller guy on him. He had John Wall. He goes, give me the ball. Like, yeah. I'll go to work here. You're going to put John Wall on me? Metu's time. It's time to eat. Let's go. Yeah, the confidence was there. And I love just seeing this King squad really take over against a team that they should be beating. And I say that as I started this season predicting, man, this Clippers team, they could really be the ones that come out of the you Western Conference. But I did say that because they were going to have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. No, no. I'm glad you said, yeah, a lot of people said that. You're yeah. not like the only person. Actually, I think that was like the popular thing to say before the season. Let's talk about the Clippers for a second. 
we're all going to come together right now oh. on this Saturday night. Mm. And no one is allowed to tell me anything about the Clippers. Hey, I'll tell you what, if they're healthy, prove it. Prove it. Then be healthy. Be healthy. Like, be healthy. And it sucks. I'm not hating on these no. guys, but you can't tell me. No, this team's contenders, man. You're sleeping on. No, I'm not. Because they have not done it in the Kawhi Leonard era. That's all you see. Kawhi's missing time. Paul George. They can't stay healthy. And until proven otherwise, this is who they are. They're a team that's well coached, who has guys who play hard. But ultimately, I feel like Kawhi's going to miss a ton of time. George is going to miss time. And you're not going to win a championship, let alone be in championship contention if that's the case, it's just the reality. So until they can do that, we're, we got to stop with this Clipper stuff. Yeah, contention and conditioning. Like you just talk about a Chemistry. team. Chemistry. You got to learn to play with each all other. All the C's, all the C's, right there. Because it's so it's so true, Deuce. It's uh, they're not going to have any of that going forward. And I really didn't think it was going to look this way for the Clippers. I think we were all as NBA fans excited to see Kawhi Leonard back playing again, which he was the. One of the biggest reasons why I had the Clippers looking like the hot team in the Western Conference. But yeah, not so much anymore. But it's not like they don't have guys on their squad. So I'm not looking at this tonight and being like, yeah, the Kings should be beating a team like this. No, a good team should be beating a team, this type of Clippers team. Yeah, and, and the, the Kings, Kings are a good team. Are right? a good team. Um, I saw bad news sour grapes say as long as they are healthy for the playoffs, Deuce, they will be a big threat. No, uh, we okay. just mentioned the three C's. You, you have to have chemistry. You have to have some cohesion. I'm dropping another, Ooh, another C on C. you. It, it, that stuff matters. You can't just go, hey, Kawhi, come back in April. We'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe you can get through a round. But to win a championship? Come on, man. And with all that said, they're 13 and 11. It's not hating on them, but I think we so often talk about this Clippers team. Like, this is a championship team. Now prove it, man. Prove it. I, I don't see it at this point because of I do not trust their health. And when you have a roster full of guys who have had injury histories like George, like Kawhi, and then most of your roster is 29, 30 or older, that's an issue. And we keep going back to that first game when the Kings took on the Clippers early on, still trying to learn what type of team that they were as a Kings team. But Kawhi Leonard didn't play that game. Paul George did. Paul George took over, but it wasn't only them having a star player that took over. The Kings missed a lot yeah. of their free throws. So they're lucky that that wasn't going to be the story in tonight's game after missing so many free throws because they did so many other things so well tonight. So next up for the Kings today, right back home to Sacramento. Sunday, 3 p.m. tip off. They take on the Chicago Bulls are in town. This Bulls team's interesting. They're really underachieving this year. And, you know, I, I you see what their plan was, especially at the start of last year when like Lonzo was playing. You you get Caruso. You had DeRozan playing at like an MVP level for a stretch. Levine, Vucic. Okay, you see it come together. Lonzo's not around, and that thing is sad. Like, the last you hear about him is, he, like, he's having trouble walking after surgery. No. It's so sad. It's beyond sad. Levine is shooting 40%, hasn't really found a good rhythm. DeRozan's putting up some nice numbers, but they're just a mediocre team offensively mm -hmm. and defensively with questions about, could they end up kind of blowing this up? I saw Zach Lowe had an idea the other day. He's talking about, or maybe it was Simmons, and Zach Lowe was talking about what Simmons said. 
was could they be in a situation where they trade DeRozan and Vucevic to LA for Westbrook's expiring in the two first round picks? Like, is that a route they go? Because they they don't have it. And, you know, Vucevic is going to be a free agent after this year. DeRozan has one more year left after this year. The whole point to this great is that this Bulls team's in an important time right now. Yeah. Like, this group has got to get it going. And, yeah, this is still a dangerous team. When you have three explosive, or at least two with Levine and DeRozan, and we, we've seen Vucevic be a productive player in this yeah. game. Yeah. This is a talented team. So you obviously don't take them lightly and you keep it going on the home floor. And you got to mention Caruso too. You just know what he does as an energy guy. I mean, he is everywhere on the floor, on the defensive end, on the offensive end, a willing cutter. You just got to make sure that you're keeping active and staying with him. But you talk about those main guys, DeMar DeRozan alone, averaging over 25 points a game, just super efficient knows how to get his yeah um one of those guys that you got to get up in his grill and make sure that he's just not going to keep going i know levine he killed him last year i remember he, that game in chicago right right and i know levine we we know he can get his but then i look at a guy like vucevic and anytime there's a productive big going into a matchup i always i, I always look at it as a test i go okay what are they going to do differently to accomplish this? A little bit of an outside threat, a little bit of that inside threat. You know, you don't want to see Sabonis get in that foul trouble. And if that was going to happen, how would they um, accomplish things on the defensive end? I just, I always see that as a test. And then you got the road trip after that. So take care of business tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, one, you are playing better basketball than the Bulls right now. Yeah. 100%. You're at home. The other thing I, I was telling Morgan the other day after one of our night chats, this place is becoming a special place to play again. And if you're a player, whether you're on the opposing team, if you're on the Kings and you walk into gold one center, the juices get flowing. Mm-hmm. You see it. The, I know it sounds cliche. Like, Hey, the, the, the fans really gave us energy tonight without them. No, no, no. If anyone's been to a Kings game this year, especially the last like five, six home games, this is playoff level atmosphere going on. This is a crowd that is amped up, ready to go. They're excited because of how this team's playing. And I'm telling you, if someone like Sabonis, who's used to playing in Indiana, where at times the crowd's not great in Indiana, yeah. just being honest, they've had moments like playoff games. This year. But you go to some, and I watch a lot of league pass. You throw oh a league pass game on a Wednesday night in November, December. It ain't the same. There's bad vibes. It's not great. You're tuning on a Kings game. You're amped up. So my, whenever my family buys tickets to a Kings game, they always sit in the upper level. Uh, this last game, my brother went and he said, and it was against the Pacers, obviously. And he said that there was a moment with one of the hustle plays with TD at the end of the game yeah. where just everyone was cheering. And he said it was so euphoric in the sense of everyone was just looking around like going, holy shit, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Like not even high-fiving at that point, just going, where are we? What is this bubble that we're in? I never want to leave. <laughs> Dude, it's real. Someone in the chat's like, I don't even have to go. I can feel it through the TV. Yes. That's what Victor was saying. And it is real. Like, you go in, there's a buzz now. And you can feel it, right? Like, I, I'm walking around going, oh, yeah, this is this feels special. Yeah. My point to that, man, if you're a player, 
you want to play in an atmosphere like that. You go to LA today. Oh my God. Look, do you see that crowd oh, pre-tip off? A what one crowd? o'clock one o'clock game on a Saturday. And I know Kawhi, Paul George aren't playing, but I mean, it is NBA basketball. So many empty seats. Right now, Kings fans are into it. It is it they're thirsty. I, I equate it like this. Imagine being in a desert and you haven't had it water in sixteen years. Mm-hmm. This is what this is. I think we're, you would we're die. Gonna, we're going to taste of water. I, you know, the King's okay, fans. Yeah, I had yeah, water yeah. in 16 years. Yeah. I messed up the whole thing. Yeah. My grandma's funeral today. I messed that up. My oh, bad. Okay. Can you forgive me for that? Yeah, sure. Okay, rewind. The grandma said excuse. you're stuck in the desert and you haven't had water in a couple of days. Uh-huh. You're searching. A couple it's of like, days. It feels like there's sand in your mouth. That's what it's been like being a Kings fan for 16 years. It's like you're yeah. in a desert, no water, and there's some a sandstorm sands in your mouth. Now you've somehow crawled. What is this? my god a waterfall i got out of the desert there's a waterfall and it feels good this is the (laughs) okay not all my not all my uh, examples are gonna be great yeah no no i mean like i get it it was just like the interesting path that you took to get there yeah i took a path it took a while okay it it went but i'm you know i'm admitting it what i'm admitting it oh oh okay good job Accountability yeah. is the key. Some of us were crying and making speeches at a funeral today, so it's it's not that easy, Morgan. I I teared up. Come on now, like what are you talking? But I mean, yeah, I get it. It was your grandma. Um, but Deuce, you're 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 absolutely right. And I think what's one of the coolest things is that it doesn't matter if it's at a funeral or if it's at a grocery store or whatever. Someone's asking me about the kings or talking to me that's true. about the kings that's actually that's it was really yes. weird today at the funeral where first time i sit down someone someone goes hey the kings are playing well right now i'm like yeah i i know i'm I, but yeah they just beat the clippers i'm aware but what, my grandma i gotta go up and talk soon hey wait hey did, did you hey, like the beam right dudes <laughs> like the beam we're gonna bury my grandma they're like in the middle of some prayer yeah Deuce, they won. Light the beam. <laughs> Why not? Light the uh, beam. Good stuff. But it's true. It's just, it's a vibe. It's, hey, it's Everyone's fun. feeling it. Hey, shout out to everyone watching us live right now. I see almost 550 in here. Wow. I see Shiesty in here. I see Tim and Big John. We got oh. Wilson and Crystal. I love it. Uh, biggest thing you can do, hit that thumbs up. Let's get that to like 300 thumbs up and make sure you're subscribed. Like SJKing21 subscribed four minutes ago. Thank you. And uh, I'm Dog did it in 16 minutes ago. The world's first me also became a member for straight month. And Keaton donated 10 bucks saying, just got in the chat. So you, if you covered it already, let me know. I'll go back later. But I tweeted a thought to you and want to know your thoughts. <laughs> Side note, Murray Week, Kings and Hogs. Um... I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What was your tweet? You have to send it again. And appreciate the donation just to tell us that you did the tweet. You should have put the tweet in the yeah, comment. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. <sighs> Hi, Manny. What's up, my man? What's new? What's up, Deuce and Mo? How you doing, man? All right, man. First, Deuce, I know you hear it a million times, but when it comes from a place of love, a million and one is never... Total condolences to you. I know what it's like, so uh, much love goes out to you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. You got to you gotta beam me up with this team, Deuce and Mo. It's wild. Oh. I love 
How fun is it right now, man? And that's the other thing. I'm going to let you say something. I keep bringing up things I don't mention on the podcast, but I just want to bring it up. I'm just like, think about how much it's changed in a year. Yes. And I know it's been a long time, but just take a second and reflect to where the Kings were a year ago. They had already fired Walton, kind of scuffling. It's up and down and frustrating. Bad defense. I actually came across a tweet thread that our guy Drew did. Oh. And it was about it was from March of last year, and it was talking about Buddy Heald, and it was showing him. Because, you know, you remember when Buddy left? He goes, all I did was stand in the corner, and then Drew put together a montage of all his plays where he wasn't standing in the co- corner and turning the Good ball job, over. Drew. But anyway, it's come a long way in a year, right, Manny? Uh-oh. I'm like, do we lose the internet? We lost this guy. So, of course, we have a random internet outage in the middle of Manny's call. Mm-hmm. So, we are recording this after. Anyway, uh, Manny, we appreciate you, <laughs> and I'm glad you're having fun, as I totally took away from his point. But, no, it's been fun, Morgan. And to put a bow on this, the Kings have a quick turnaround playing Sunday night, Sunday afternoon against the Bulls. And... Just keep this going. The road trip's going to get tough, but you got to just keep building from this. Keep going because it's fun right now. And this team feels like they're really vibing and playing their best basketball they played uh, really all season. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think, you know, when you hit that road trip, things are going to get a little bit tougher. Another test ahead. But with the way that you're playing right now, you just got to keep going. We love you guys, but we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.